Yes, Lord. Please take your seats. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 says this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of an oppressive king, Herod. Everybody say, boo. Magi came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who was born the king? Everybody cheer. You see, you've got to know who the right king is in life. Born the king of the Jews. We have seen his star and it rose and we have come to worship him. And today, BCC, we have come to worship him. Isn't that right? Amen. Let's give the Lord another clap offering. It's so good on Christmas Day to worship God. You know... The story of Jesus has so many nuanced things in it. There are so many little details, too many to mention, so many laced with meaning, so many facts and scientific things that came about on that day. The star, for instance, that came on the exact time, some people call it Halley's Comet, came the exact time over the time had started its journey thousands of years before and astronomers have tracked it that it did actually get there it's not just a fairy tale there it is there in astronomical history the shepherds who we saw and and Jess and Peggy I'm so pleased you were such willing shepherds because those shepherds were temple shepherds that looked after the sheep that were going to be sacrificed in the temple. And so they came to see the good shepherd, the ultimate sacrifice. You see, if you know the story and the facts behind it, there are so many nuanced things that are too good to uh, think that they're just coincidence. The gifts that the kings brought, gold. Gold was brought for kings. Frankincense was bought for priests so they could burn it in the temple. And uh, myrrh was bought as a burial embalming uh, incense. And we have Jesus who is king, priest, and died for us, don't we? And then, of course, there's the virgin birth, which is an incredible, incredible medical fact. But we know that Joseph, being such a righteous man... It would have been that she was actually a virgin. And then we have 400 prophecies about Jesus as he came. But here's a little known fact that you probably might not have missed. Or you might have missed. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 6. It says this. And from Sheba or the east. Bearing golden incense. Proclaiming the praise of the Lord. People will come. Even the wise men was prophesied about. Isn't that amazing? Thousands of years before, even before those men were born, the Bible said that they would come. How does that happen? How does that come about? The Bible's really clear about what he's doing and what it's saying. It gives you all these prophecies, all these little meanings to say this one thing. The king is coming. Someone special is coming. And today you can receive someone special. You can know someone special. And you know, church is, is like a puppy. It's not just for Christmas. So if you're here just at Christmas time, why don't you consider 
the special person behind all of this celebration. Can I hear an amen, church? You know that, that actually, the Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 says, and you will call his name Emmanuel, which means, say it with me, God with us. You see, the Bible's making the point, God's coming. It's not just a fun thing, it's God's coming. He's coming to you, and he wants to come to you. And we're going into the dark winter months of January and February, but he'll still be God with us then. Amen, church? But you know, I noticed something about the story. I noticed something really unusual. Have you noticed the three levels of resistance that are there? First of all, we see Joseph, who is tempted to put Jesus away because he's embarrassed. He put Mary away because he's embarrassed about it, and, and that would mean Jesus would not come. And sometimes that's the level of resistance we have. We just get a bit embarrassed. But Jesus says, look, just come out of your comfort zone, and don't be embarrassed about me. So... If you're embarrassed about Jesus today, why don't you just say, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to put you away. And then there's a second level of resistance I see there that the innkeeper, it's not named Roy, but the innkeeper, he says, there's no room. Or, and I remember a children's play that Nick wrote a few uh, years ago, go round the back, go round the back, be at the back of my life, be in the poor place of my life. Be in, not in the, the living room, but go in the stable of my life. See, sometimes we get embarrassed about Jesus, but then sometimes we want to relegate him to the back of our lives because we've got so much else going on. And then, of course, there's the next thing, isn't there, where there's Herod himself that says, there can be only one. And actually, there's more than one Christmas jumper in this place today. Now, we said we'd have a competition, and I have been noticing who's got a great Christmas jumper. So, Brian Dunkley, you're the winner. Come on up and receive your quality street. Come on, Brian. Mid-sermon. Mid-sermon, he gets a prize. Well done, Brian. Oh, yeah. Spirit of Christmas all over you there, Brian. There's no speech. There's no speech, Brian. There's, it's just... Have you noticed that there can be levels of resistance? Sometimes we want to be embarrassed about Jesus. Sometimes we don't have room for Jesus. Sometimes, though, there is only one. And we say to ourselves, Oh, is there room for Jesus? Or am I the one on the throne of my heart? Today, I'd like to close today by just reminding you that there are three things that you'll do today. And if you're wise, you'll do all three. For all of us, we all love to give gifts. And when we give gifts, we place them under a tree. And we say, we say to each other, I love you. I, I appreciate you. And that's a good thing. And if you want happiness today, it's good to share. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when God gave his gift, he took his gift and placed his gift on a tree.
He didn't place his gift under a tree. He placed his gift on a tree. And when you discover that gift, you don't just get happiness and togetherness and all those things are lovely. You get joy. You get absolute joy. Complete joy and fulfillment. So you could stay at this level today. You could say, well, I'm okay just placing my gifts under a tree. But why don't you go to the next level and think about the God who gave you her gift and placed it on a tree? You know, there's a last stage as well. That every single person in this place has a throne room in their heart. And on that throne room, somebody is already sitting. It's usually ourselves. And actually, it's not wrong to be responsible. It's not wrong to say, I'll look after my family. It's not wrong any of those things. But if you want to move from just happiness to joy to fulfillment, I mean real fulfillment in life, not, not the rat race, not the, not the sense of, oh man, why am I doing all of this? Is it, is it all my life just about mortgage, car, computer, holidays now and again? But if you really want fulfillment, and, and you know what? Some of you have got brilliant careers, and we're not saying anything against that. But if you want deep, deep fulfillment, you have to take your gift of your love and understand that you have to discover the gift of his love and then take the gift of your life and the gift of God's love and put the gift of God's love on the throne of your heart. And then you move from happiness through joy to fulfillment. And really this Christmas time, God is asking all of us, who's on the throne of your heart? Is Jesus out in a stable or is he on the throne of your heart? Because when he's on the throne of your heart, he fulfills you. Would you please stand with me and our worship team are going to come back. We've absolutely loved having you here at BCC today, haven't we church? Amen. And the greatest gift that you could receive today would be that you say, you know what? I've been running my life. But I'm going to put the gift of God's love on Calvary, on the throne of my heart. Let's bow our heads and pray. And ask God to bless us on this Christmas day. Holy Spirit, as we come today on Christmas day to thank you for coming coming in the midst of our darkness and giving us light we ask you that we may open the throne room of our heart 
and put your love there and your gift of life there. And we can do that, Lord, by just simply asking you in, saying, yes, I think that you're there. I believe that you're there for me. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless us as we gather today on Christmas Day and that we may enjoy the joy that you have for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing together, shall we?